0: Greetings, Minecrafters, and welcome to another what I hope is an interesting conversation for all of you. I know it definitely is for me on uh, the, joy, the joy dash of dash living rooms. So, the joy of living rooms. That's what I'm going to talk about today with you. My name is Kimberly Quinn, and I'm thrilled to talk about this. And it's also um, kind of coming naturally to me since we're finally able to renovate. But that said, We've been in this house for two thousand since two thousand one. is two thousand twenty two. With five kids, you know, finally. I just want to make a disclaimer, though, that um, just so nobody's perceiving anything as braggy or you know, I'm like, if you know the backstory, I didn't even have anywhere to you know live consistently from uh, you know, sort of towards like the end of high school through college. I lived in lots of tiny spaces. So I want to be really clear that we're not talking about money, big budgets, or any or large spaces or anything like that when we're talking about this, we're talking about authentic creative expression, authentic creative expression. And in fact, those with smaller spaces and less money really have to let the creativity flow full throttle, you know, to, to have things come out in a way that's, that's pleasurable. And it is so possible. I've been doing it my entire life with various small spaces on, on a shoestring budget. So uh, I just want to start out by saying that my ins- inspiration which means in spirit is coming from Sarah von Brethnick today and her book, Simple Abundance. And so I want to start out by with a, a quote by Lucy Abbott Throop. And uh, she says, some of the living rooms we see have really no right to the name. They are so unattractive. They ought instead to be called existing rooms. I like to think of the word living rooms being short for the joy of living rooms that is what they ought to be, full of life and happiness and beauty. So as I mentioned, you know, I'm, I definitely would label myself as a creative. It just has taken from just being a small child all the way up through is always doing something, writing songs, building go-karts, you know, and then in my adult life, day go pagi, making movies, make, writing books, you know, creativity in the classroom, create creativity in auditoriums, doing presentations you know, podcasts, all kinds of things. And I also, when I was uh, at home, an at-home mom with our five kids, I also went through, it was also sort of like the decoupaging phase. I went through a a creativity, you know, um, or interior interior decorating phase too, and which was funny with my ADHD because my husband would laugh, I left more than one wall half painted. Once I got to see how it looked, no longer concerned about the parts you can't see. So he would just laugh at the tape, dangling everything else but i went through a phase where my kids called me the mad painter they would come home and there would be you know everything would look entirely different and you'll just sort of pick a room and hone in on it and it's also speaking of budgets paint is actually one of the most inexpensive ways to get some change and for me i need change i don't want to be looking at the same thing you know forever you leave it there for a while because that's fun too you don't want to change it every two seconds, you know, but, um, so to speak, but it is such a nice breath of fresh air. So that's where we're going to go with this one. You know, of course, and though I'm not a feng shui expert, I I do know some, some about feng shui. one of the main principles of feng shui, which is also rearranging space, saving, decluttering, um, not having any dead flowers, actually. Like, you know, you buy you know, you buy fake arrangements. I did not know that till relatively, a few years ago, I guess, relatively recently, is because they're lifeless. So it's like fresh flowers or or, or don't do it. But anyway, the the idea around feng shui, And I actually did get rid of them actually after that. One of the main idea with feng shui is you want you that something that's inviting. You want to want to be in that room. You want to want to be in that room. It like pulls you in. Like like a, like a wonderful aroma of a fabulous dinner it just pulls you right in. That's what we're striving for. So uh, Sarah then continues. She says, last week I went over to a friend's house for lunch, and when I walked into her foyer and glanced at her living room, I was taken aback with surprise and delight. It had been about six months since I'd last visited, and the entire room had been transformed. Everything looked so pulled together. I immediately told her how fabulous the room looked and felt. After a closer look, I realized that she hadn't redecorated. She had just added decorative details that made the room come alive. Moving some paintings around, changing the mantle, and dressing up her couches with striking new tapestry pillows that highlighted the subtle colors of her upholstery. Gosh, I cannot tell you how many times I've done this. And especially when we were a one-income household, for the most part. I was doing a workshop here and there, but for the most part, I was home with the kids, you know, 90 plus percent of the time. And on a one income budget, you know, there, there wasn't a lot of extra for anything more than a little splash of paint. And it's amazing how when you just take everything off the walls and only put back up what you really want, you, how it looks. And you're like, oh, do I really want that? It's like kind of like we get locked into, oh, so-and-so brought this, you know, treasure back from their travels in Brazil or whatever, maybe it's really cool. And maybe just also just haven't parted with it for like the last 15 years, even though it was cool, still might be cool, but maybe your whole theme of your living room has changed and it doesn't fit anymore. So there's nothing wrong with getting rid of it, moving it on to a thrift store. And that's uh, a whole nother thing with, with decluttering. If it doesn't bring you joy anymore, move it on to somebody else who it might bring joy to. It's just so important. And then Sarah also says, "What's more, she revealed that she that she'd found the pillows on sale, and that the entire freshening up was accomplished for under fifty bucks. Imagine that!" And though, I, I, truthfully, I've never been much of a yard saleer. I think just because I'm not that patient. Because that's a really good place to find things, actually. Because just like we're saying, with you moving something along, other people are doing the same thing. So, you know, even though that Brazilian piece of artwork might not be with your, you know, your current theme, um, you know, other people are doing the same thing. And you can get something for a much, much, much reduced price, especially if they just want rid of it. You know, so what we're really talking about is less is more for sure. And this that trick of taking everything off the walls has really worked for me. And another one that's similar which it t- happens when people move. But I, I have done before, I've kind of like pretended like we were moving just with one room at a time. And currently it's our master bedroom. I'm not going to get into that now because we're talking about the living room. But it's a very nice space that is just all of a sudden I don't want to even be in there right now because it's accumulated stuff again, which as you know, I can't stand. So that'll be a, maybe a podcast for next week. But what I've done in the past is take every single thing out of there and only put back in what you really truly want and what brings you joy. It really works. So again, it happens naturally when people move, 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 like new house, because you have to get out of there, right? But it can you can pretending like you're moving can really help with decluttering and filtering out what is truly meaningful to you from what just no longer is a good fit in your life and might fit somebody else better and bring them joy. And then there's a, a part here where Sarah really tapped into um Something that I have kind of been doing, but I like how she states it. She says, for a lot of us, the thought of decorating, like almost everything else in our lives, seems overwhelming, especially in the pandemic, right? Wow. In our minds, we don't just tackle one corner of a room until it pleases us, but try to revamp an entire house in a day. And this is so true. And right now we've got um, a, a gentleman working on the outside, we kind of switch to the outside and he's at his own pace. He's got things going on. He's kind of a four hour a day person. He's very sort of focused on the bottom deck, which is not appealing. It was painted on whoever thought that was a good idea. Cause paint's kind of dangling. So right now he's in this power washing phase and I'm thinking my, <laughs> with my ADHD, I want everything yesterday. And I'm like, Ooh, I want the instant grant. I just want to see new paint on the outside. I want to see it all looking totally sexy in like two days. And He's just very focused on the bottom deck, which is there's not a lot of excitement right there for me because it's it's dangling paint strands and there's kind of it's underneath it's kind of like some mossy greeny stuff he's bleaching off, and I'm like, uh, it's about as much fun as putting a septic tank in right now. And then it's interesting that I that the universe does this synchronistically. I'm doing a lot of or a couple of podcasts on that lately. Is the fact that I put it out there to the universe to bring us a house painter. And he showed up and he's, he's different. He's definitely a different thinker. And I, I, it's interesting that Sarah says this because I abandoned my instant grat for what's going on on the outside of the house. We picked out the colors and everything because he's so focused on this bottom deck with the moss and the dangling paint. And I'm thinking, you know what, even before I just read this right now, it was just so synchronistic. I can't even tell you is I'm like, you know what, that's where his momentum is. It needs to be done. It's not like it's it's extra. It looks horrible, um, and he's very into it. And I thought, you know what? Let's just let folk let him focus on the deck, and have this be where my focus shifts too. And it's interesting. The more he's just cleaning off, he literally hasn't done anything exciting yet with paint. It's just the prep part. And already, two of our young adult daughters are home. They're saying, "Mom, look at this. It's getting cleaner." And what Matt? What imagine if it looks so great, we can get new deck furniture for the bottom deck we've never even used before. And like, you know, I'm like, wow, let's just block out the whole rest of the house that I had my, you know, I I of course want the front done and the stairs and the entrance. And he's nowhere near that. He's on the yucky, gross bottom deck. And, and our girls are already talking about it, looking brand new and sitting out there and reading and having it be this nice new part of our house. And, uh, wow so this is what we're talking about is sticking regardless of the size of your house or your budget um to just focus on one corner at a time it can be a one bedroom studio apartment but making sure each and every corner pleases you that the ceiling pleases you that the floor pleases you that your artwork pleases you that the clutter situation is is handled it it, it's really you want you want to want to be in each corner of your house or apartment or living space that's what we're talking about and with creative creative expression your living space should explain you you know so sarah continues she says in our minds we don't just tackle one corner of room until it pleases us but try to revamp an entire house in a day the prospect is so exhausting we don't even start instead of thinking of decorating as one more burden to deal with we need to lighten up to view it as a continuing source of personal expression and contentment, there are no prizes being awarded here. Just finding what brings you pleasure, you know. And so, for us, I think I mentioned it again. Just reminder of the disclaimer: I've had small spaces my whole life, and also no spaces when I didn't have any place to live. You know, I, I although I didn't worry about it, I knew that I had some, such good friends, and all through St. Mike's, I. My friends are all gracious to me. Their parents are gracious to me. So, but I do know what it's like to live out of my car and, and stuff. So it, I just, I'm not that person. And here we are, uh, 2022. So it's been 21 years since we moved in this house and it had the cracked, crappy countertops and everything till it was June of last year. So it's just been a year and, uh, wow. And, and I have been doing the one room at a time also for financial reasons, but I can't even explain how good it feels to just have that personal that, and I am a creative. So that stuff lights me up. That's one of my, that's just like, I'm I, this part of who I am is being creative. I just love personal expression and how good it feels to just stand in the center of a room when you've maybe, again, not a, it's not a budget thing, splash some paint on the walls, swapped out the artwork. In fact, my favorite, I, I'm a skier, as A lot of, you know, I've got some pictures in my sexy new kitchen with red gondolas for skiing, like it's, they look like they're from Stowe. We just let people think that, but I actually bought them on Amazon for sixty bucks. I don't tell anybody that; I just say thank you and let them think it's Stowe. It might be Stowe. It's, I don't know that it's not Stowe, so it's not like it's lying or anything, because it's quite possible um, with these snow scenes and Amazon, sixty bucks, and it like it's so, it so sets the tone for the whole kitchen, and and then, then the, the living room. We hadn't bought living room furniture for like 15, about 15 years, I don't think. And my husband got a very modest bonus and we kind of mutually decided to it's time. And we went and got some uh, very rustic looking furniture. It was very reasonable from New Hampshire, and it's goes with our, you know, rustic theme and it's kind of the, you know, earth tones and the bears and it's just exciting. And he was happy with his soft expression and it all gels together just beautifully And um, Sarah winds up, which is uh, with the quote that we started the whole thing with. She said, A beautiful home is an education in itself, but it is not made in a day. It must slowly grow. Lucy Abbott Throop, who wrote on decorating in the early decades of this century. Um, actually, this was. Oh, okay, reassured her readers in 1910. In, Geez, uh, so that was actually the 20th century. Um. Versus now in 2022. Today, look for the lessons your home is waiting to teach you through love. Begin with your living room. Make it as cozy, charming, and comfortable as you can with the resources you now have. It will become a joy to live in. So, and I do remember reading this, um, like I said, when I was home with, the, with our kids, loving every second of being home with our kids. Again, the occasional workshop, I was home like 97% of the time. I remember reading this back then again on a one-income home, and and really, yeah, it's amazing how much you can do on a shoestring. And a lot of it, a lot of it isn't in, in, isn't adding. A lot of it is subtracting. It's like, again, you, you take things away, then sh- then also move things around, and then also repurposing. I became like a repurposed queen with decoupaging old chairs, and then I did go to yard sales actually and i'm i'm a fan of yard sales i just don't think i had the patience for them but i would find these old chairs that were literally 10 dollars i think i got one for like 5 dollars once and when and i did the whole there was a time when our our dining room was full of individually decoupage chairs uh, which i did based on the personality of my husband or the whichever child that was it was their chair it was specific to them so the only investment was the paint and the decoupaging kind of materials, which most of which can be found in the house, paper towels, stuff like that. And it just changed the whole look of the room. So that's it. The joy of living rooms. So the joy of living rooms. You want to want to be in there. You want it to be inviting and have just really good energy flowing throughout the room. Awesome. This is Kimberly Quinn signing off from our beautiful living room in Northern Vermont. Have a mindful, very creative day.